I'm your host, Kaylee, and I love my career as a venue manager and now owner. I'm a glutton for punishment, coffee addict, and an ambitious leader. I've seen and done some unglamorous things in this chosen career path, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Let's talk about the ups and downs of venue ownership, and I'll fill you in on the crazy stories, give you some knowledge on the nitty gritty details, and share my passion for this industry. Stick around, and I'm sure you're going to understand why Operating a venue, although rewarding, is elegantly unglamorous. Happy 2022. I hope that your year started off fantastic and you are ready to go for 2022 because it's going to be a hell of a year, guys. You're going to power through this. You are going to drive your business forward and it's all positive vibes from here on out, right? I think that should all be our goals for 2022. Just have positive vibes and keep on trucking through it. Keep on making improvements to your business and uh, you will see the reward on that. Uh, It takes a little bit of time, so don't get discouraged. Just keep on working towards it. Uh, This week for us, we have a bridal show coming up on Sunday, which is super fun. Um, But to be honest, I get a little hesitant on bridal shows because I don't know. I, I have so many bookings in 2022 and it is currently we're sitting at 50. And I mean, I've gotten three or four inquiries for 2022 just within the last three hours today. (laughs) So, and I've also booked a couple tours already for 2022. It is just, what is going on? I don't know. Um, But obviously something is working. Something that I'm doing is is working. So I'm going to keep on doing everything that I'm doing. Um, But I just have to reflect on, you know, what it's been and and how great it's going. And I'm super excited for 2022. And this bridal show being so early in the year really gets us kicked off uh, for the year and gets us going. It's, it kind of gets my whole team in the mood. It, It gets everybody just amped up and ready for wedding season, which to me, I was like, oh, you know, we got a little bit for wedding season. I got so much downtime. I can like relax, maybe take a vacation. And then I started getting, you know, my 30-day meetings in because I have February weddings and March weddings and April weddings. And there's and their final payments are coming in because those are due three months in advance. And then it just registers. And I'm like, wait. I really don't have that much time until wedding season. I feel like we just ended our current like 2021 season. And now we're just like jumping right into 2022, which is a great feeling because I used to be a lot of downtime when we first started. The winter months were just slow. They were so slow. It was so just boring. But that was the time that I used to really analyze our services and make updates and do things to the property that we normally just couldn't do, which sucks because our our property is beautiful in the summer, but that's the best time to actually do the landscaping and do improvements because the weather is nice outside. Because right now, guys, with the wind chill chill today, it's 
like negative two. And I have my little space heater on in my office and the heat on because I am freezing. Um, but if you have listened to this podcast, you know that I love the winter months and I love cold weather. So um, I'd rather be freezing than sweating. So I'll take this, whatever. Um, but it's just been it's just like a quick rebound and, and I'm so excited. But today I went and picked up florals uh, from my floral supplies company. I walked in and, you know, handpicked stuff off the truck. I love doing that. It's so much fun. Um, I really don't go in with a plan because you never know what you're going to get when you do that. And it's so much fun to me because I'll find flowers that I would have never thought of. Um, just visually, I'm a, just a visual person. So I have to see the flower to be able to design it um, and and design an arrangement with that flower because I couldn't just look at a picture and know how thick the branches are or know how sturdy that flower is if it needs to be wired or if it's able to stand up on its own stem. There's so many different things that go into that, but I love just doing that. So I was up early this morning. Uh, for for me, 6.30 in the morning is super early, but I was up at 6.30. I was out of the house by 7. Yes, I get a toddler up, dressed, teeth brushed, hair done, coat on, shoes on, out the door. And myself, I do that all within 30 minutes because I like to take as much sleep time as possible. I don't really need a lot of time to wake up. Doesn't mean I'm a morning person, just means that I'd rather be quick and done and get, because I don't like to sit around in the morning. It makes me more tired. So I'd rather get up, get going. Um, but started that this morning, came in, prepped these flowers, got them ready for the show so they can hydrate. I'll arrange those later this weekend. But I, it's a little bit different. Got some uh, florals that are, you know, not, they're norm like ranunculus. That's pretty standard, but you know, I'm using a really deep burgundy. Um, usually you can see like the white or the like pink centered ranunculus, which are really pretty and, and perfect for weddings or really, really feminine. But, um, I went with a, like a really deep burgundy eggplant color. And then I have these black like berries that I'm going to be using and lots of greenery. Um, to, to be honest, I try to keep uh, these bridal shows pretty simple. Um, I think that's another topic that we'll cover at another on another episode. But try to keep them pretty simple because the break the setup and the breakdown takes a lot of time. Um, it takes a lot of planning and. I don't know. This year the bridal show is a little bit different because I just don't feel. Um, I mean I'm prepared for it, but I I, I I'm going in with it without so much pressure that I usually would have because usually bridal shows was like a make or break for us. We had to do good at the bridal show. We had to collect a lot of information. We had to try to sign on contracts like at the bridal show, which is almost impossible for a venue. Everybody wants to see it before they, you know, sign a contract. And, um, you know, that was, that was our goal this year. We have so many events in 2022 and I really like, I will take more. I will take more than 50. Trust me. I will take more than 50, but I just don't want to burn out. 
I don't want to get overwhelmed and I, I don't want a huge growth within a year. Um, I want it to be a slow and steady growth a little bit, not too slow, but I want it to be steady. I want it to be something I can handle and not something that's going to be overwhelming. So this week, let's talk about burnout. Let's talk about how to avoid it and um, let's get into it. Okay, so burnout. Let's talk about it. There's several things that can lead to burnout. And trust me, I've been there. In the beginning of our business, I feel like I was constantly burnout and I was fighting it. I was fighting that struggle all the time. That was, I constantly felt it. And eventually it started to fade when I realized what was triggering and starting and and causing that burnout and that frustration and that overwhelming sense of just dread. (laughs) Um, It is very true when they say, when you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That is true. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't cause you to become mentally or physically exhausted. That will still happen. Even if you love your job and you have a hard time staying away from work and work becomes your, your hobby. And I don't say this, that, that this is a hobby. I'm saying that you would prefer to work than to do anything else. Like you, you enjoy working. It's fun to you, but it also leads to mental and physical exhaustion. It will, it will catch up to you and it can catch up to you in multiple different ways. You can become physically burnout. Your body is just done. And I can always tell this because by the end of the year, my staff, I can tell when they're getting burnout because they'll eventually start getting sicker and sicker and sicker. So uh, my chef recently lost her voice for like three weeks. For about a month, she had bronchitis. She had um, like loss of voice and she couldn't get it back. And that was the number one indicator to me that she was getting burnout. Of course, she's pushing through it. She's pushing through it. But it's, I recognize it because I've been there. I've been there. And so I immediately tried to help her and cut her back just a little bit and make her take a break. Um, You know, when we first opened, I was the only employee here. I was the only employee. I was mowing the grass. Like, I was out on the mower. I haven't mowed the grass in like three years, four years, maybe. We've been open for five. So, yeah, (laughs) about, you know, about five years. (laughs) When we first opened, I would be out mowing six acres, you know, by myself. I was taking care of the building as much as possible. I was doing everything I could by myself. I was doing the tours. I was doing the bookings. I was trying to organize, you know, client meetings. I was trying to organize the financials and and, and staff and, and all this kind of stuff. And it just, wow. Within I think our first year we had like 10 weddings. Within 10 weddings, I was so tired. I was exhausted. And I got strep. 
by the end of it, I had strep. My body just was done. And that's just 10 weddings. But I was never used to it. My body was never used to that. So we ended up, um, we ended up deciding, you know, we're going to introduce catering and bar service our second year. So I did hire in staff and that helps me a little bit, but I still added more to my plate. We still had 20 weddings our second year. And so adding to that 20 weddings, we had 30 weddings the next year. And this year we had 35 weddings and it just continues and it, it your business will grow and you are only one person. You have to physically take care of yourself. Your body is going to break down and get tired and exhausted. You are going to get sick. And then what's going to happen is you're going to be physically forced to not work. You're not going to have an option. You're not going to be able to pick when your break is going to be. You're not going to be able to pick when you can recover from that burnout. You're just going to physically be out. And uh, you're going to put that pressure on either your staff to figure it out without you or your family members to figure it out without you, whatever support system you have. Um, Then there's also the mental exhaustion. Uh, A couple elements add to that mental exhaustion. The mental part kind of comes from the expectation of being perfect. Uh, This industry, wedding industry, event industry in general There's so many details. There's so many details to forget. There really is. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that we know that a lot of people don't. They don't think about that stuff. Um, I know how many steps it takes to to get across our building. I know it takes about two minutes for me to walk from one side of the room to the other side of the room. (laughs) Uh, So it's it's a process um, that kind of adds up. And that perfectionism of weddings is kind of draining. It's draining because you're human. You're human. And it takes a lot to recognize that you're human and you will make mistakes. You will. It's inevitable. You're going to make mistakes. Um, What you do with those mistakes will, you know, ultimately decide your future. (laughs) Uh, are you going to learn from them? Or are you going to keep continuing to make those mistakes? So, uh, for example, talking about perfectionism and burnout. So, it, you know, it's December 18th of 2021. I've had three weeks off, so I've got a little bit of recharging time. But within this three weeks, I've also been doing other things. I've been doing tasting events. I've been doing tours and contract signings and and reviewing the books and trying to do year-end wrap stuff, I'm not giving myself enough time to recharge. Um, And not to mention, I have this huge floral order that's added. I I guess, I guys, I knocked it out of the park. I did great. I'm going to give myself credit for that because I did awesome. Um, But I did forget something. I forgot something. And it was pointed out to me that I forgot it. Trust me, they didn't let it go. Um, I was in the middle of setting up decorations and florals in the morning. I was probably there at like 6am. I'm working at 6am to get flowers done, um, and get things set up and the clients get there at 8am. So I beat, I've been there two hours already. I have an assistant helping me, but I am 
the mother of the bride comes out and I'm sitting in the middle of setting up tables. She's like, Hey, I forgot to ask, can we have reserve signs on this table, this table, and this table? I said, yeah, I've got a couple of them. I can go ahead and set those out for you. That's not a big deal. Guess what? I forgot those are damn reserve signs. I forgot him. Um, and I called the bride after the wedding just to check in. Uh, she's like, yeah, but you know, there, can I give you constructive criticism? I said, of course, like, I definitely want that. Well, the reserve science kind of started a fight with my family and my, my, um, now husband's family. I'm like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> seriously, they're fighting over reserve science. This is what's going on. The, um, and I knew that I forgot them and the situation was handled. I knew them that I forgot them immediately after I left because my assistant manager came, like sent me a text and said, Hey, where are the reserve signs? Immediately. I'm like, Oh shit. I forgot those damn reserve signs. Um, and she's like, it's okay. I'm going to get them on the tables right now. People are starting to come in. So she put them on the tables. But the only way she knew was because the mother of the bride asked her for them. So she's already asked me once and she asked my assistant manager the second time. Second time we fixed the air. We fixed the air. I mean, (laughs) I'm human. I had a wedding of 300 people, catering, bar service, florals, charcuterie display that I had to set up because I'm the only one that can do it. Um, It just holy shit. Like I had so many details. I had a church to run to and decorate the church, then come back to the venue and do everything here too. It was a nut house. Like I, but I was super organized. Like I'm telling you, I had everything timeline planned. I was on time and on schedule all day long. So the fact that I missed reserve signs, I'm human. It's going to happen. And it goes back to picking the right clients because this client was super sweet and very kind about it and understanding that I am human. So if you haven't listened to my episode about finding the right clients, you you need to do that. Because if this would have been a client that was not our right client or our perfect client or whatever you want to call them, whatever you want to call them, if it wasn't you know, her, if it was anybody else that we just didn't have a connection with, that we didn't, you know, that that had higher expectations than what we could fulfill, then, you know, I probably would have got a one-star review. I didn't. I got a five. I got a five-star review from her. That did not matter too much. Yes, it was an issue. I totally owned it. And I said, I'm sorry. That's totally my fault. Did the issue get fixed? She said, yes, it got fixed immediately as soon as my mom mentioned it. I said, good. I'm, gl- I'm glad I, you know, that's definitely an error on our part. And I apologize. That's all it took. I just had to be kind and, and apologize for the air. But I have to remember too, because Three years ago, I would have beat myself up for that mistake that I was not perfect and it would have led to burnout. I would constantly be beating myself up and mentally be drained. Um, Another way to help yourself mentally is make those checklists, follow the checklist, follow those. Set procedures. Don't run yourself ragged. Set procedures for every event. Make them as streamlined as possible. Make them as similar of a day as possible. The next thing to do to avoid burnout physically and mentally is hire staff, hire staff. 
if you cannot afford a staff member to help you and you have an abundance of events that are causing you to get burnout, you need to raise your rates. You need to raise your prices. I am so adamant that you need to charge what you're worth. <laughs> charge your worth. Know your value. If you have, if you want to make sure that all your events go well and smoothly, you cannot be burnt out because you will make mistakes and more and more mistakes the more that you get burnt out. So having a staff member there to help you is essential to the productivity of the end, the execution of that event and making sure that it goes smoothly and making sure all of them go smoothly, not just the first couple, three or four that you're ready for, that you are not burnt out and you are like, you know, all sunshine and rainbows. Those go great. But then by the end, you start making more and more mistakes because you just become more and more careless. So having staff, staff members that keep you from getting to that burnout, careless state of mind, having them there is important. If you cannot afford them and they are important and essential to making sure all the events are run smoothly, if that is happening to you, that you get to, you know, middle of the season and you start making mistakes and they start, the events become rougher and rougher, you probably need to raise your rates and hire another staff member. That could be in several different things. I mean, that could just be a cleanup crew. That could be an event like a venue manager to do tours and things like that. That could be event assistants to be there at the event. So you don't have to work every wedding. It really can depend on your business, but hiring staff contribute a lot to burnout or helping burnout. So they contribute to keeping you sane physically and mentally. So um, another thing is that preparing yourself is very important to avoiding the burnout. You know what's coming. You know that you have 50 weddings on your books. You know you have 50 weddings. How do you make them go as smooth as possible? You develop policies and procedures that help those go smooth and are, you know, the best quality of event that you can produce. So make sure you set those procedures early before you start taking off before, because you don't want to be knee deep and not be able to get out of it. Um, also take days off scheduling. That's a big thing. Um, set your boundaries with your clients, set your office hours. When I started in the beginning, I did not have boundaries. My clients could get a hold of me any time of the day they wanted. They could, you know, call me in the middle of the night and I would answer. They could stop in at my office at eight o'clock at night and expect me to be here because I worked all the time. And I slowly started to set my boundaries because I was realizing I was getting burnt out. So I had to control, I had to control that. I had to keep myself fresh for every client. And that, that was a process and it took a while. I don't think I, to be honest, I'm still not 
clearly there. I, I think I have a lot of improvement to still do. I think there's always room for improvement on, you know, self-care and, and setting your boundaries. There's always room for improvement. Um, but I, the first step was making a section in our contract that was about our communication and what clients could expect from me setting that boundary early. As soon as they became a client, this was my boundary. This is what it was set to. Um, you know, I would put list my office hours. This is the time that you can expect me from for phone and email conversations. Meeting with me is by appointment only. I, you can't just drop into my office. Some venues work fine like that. We don't. I'm a one-man show. A lot of times I have to designate time for you. I am usually, you know, doing a lot of different things. Now I'm not a one-man show, but back then I was. So you couldn't just drop in because I might be on that mower. <laughs> I might be mowing the grass. I don't know. Um, I don't do that anymore, but, you know. Uh but I had to set those boundaries early. They couldn't just stop in at 8 p.m. at night and they get mad at me because I wasn't here. Come on, be realistic. So I set my office hours in that contract. And they're only by phone and email because I know personally I can work from home. If I have nothing scheduled and I don't need to go into the office, then I can work from home. I don't have to come to the office. Um. And then if they want to drop off a payment, I have a lockbox right on the outside. Sorry, guys. I have a lockbox right on the outside of my door. So they can put their payments in there. It's locked. I have a security camera that faces right on that lockbox. So I see, I get a notification when they drop off payment. So it comes up on my phone. Hey, somebody, there's motion activity at this, you know, on this camera. And I can see them put that payment in. And then I can also see if anybody tries to take it out. I'll know. I'll know. But, you know, there's a lockbox. So if you can't make it here by my office hours, drop it in the lockbox. I'm not making and scheduling a, a, an appointment for you to drop off a payment. You can put it in our Dropbox. You can send it by mail. That's your choices. Um, I also put in there, do not contact me by Facebook messenger. One of my boundaries is I do not accept current clients as Facebook friends. I don't normally say, I don't really say anything on my Facebook that's offensive. Like I'm not one of those people like you, I would be fine of any average person looking at my Facebook. Cause I don't really, I mean, other than posting some pictures of my kids and like, reposting our business page posts. Like I don't really share much. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I just, that's just not me. And Instagram, I'm barely on Instagram. My personal page, I don't, I barely get on it. So I'm just not a social media person. And what people I do have on my social media, it's very minimal. It's like my family and close friends and maybe past clients if I built a connection that I know that they're going to be respectful of my personal boundaries. Then maybe after their wedding, I'll think about it. But I don't during the planning process because they are not allowed to message me on Facebook Messenger. Because the reason being, I don't accept text messages. I don't accept Facebook Messenger because they can see if I've read it or not. 
I, it's just one of those things. I don't like it. Uh, you might say, we'll turn off the read receipt. No, what if I don't see the message? Then I'm the bad person for not seeing the message. What if I just ignore the message? What if I want to ignore the message? I mean, I, I just want that option. I'd rather you call me or send me an email. Keep it business. Keep it professional. That's my boundary. That's one of my boundaries is communication. Another part of my boundary is realize I'm a human. Realize that I have children and I'm a mom first. When they, you know, book their, when they come in and sign a contract, I tell them immediately, you know, these are my hours. This is my communication. I am a mom first and my family comes first, but you are also a priority, but I will always be a mom first. I tell them that. And everybody is going to, if that's a make or break thing, then I don't want you as a client. Then you're not my right client. You're not the client that I want. So, because that's my boundary. That's a personal boundary. Also, I don't tolerate anyone yelling at me. That's another personal boundary. I will carry on respectful conversation. If you have an issue, I definitely want to know. But you are not allowed to be disrespectful or yell at me. Don't raise your voice. Keep it collected. If you raise your voice, I shut down. I don't talk. You can come back when you're done having a temper tantrum. I don't think I've ever really had this, maybe once or twice, but it's usually like dads. Like dads are the worst ones. They don't like that they were billed this or whatever because that's what their daughter wanted. And then they got the bill and they were like, well, that's bullshit, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'm sorry. Your daughter signed a contract. If you're paying for it, that's the deal you made with her. Um, and if they, you know, start yelling at me, as I just simply say, we can carry on this conversation when you can have a respectful tone. And then when it's a respectful, constructive conversation, I'd be happy to talk to you about it. I don't have, I don't have a problem saying that. I, I know my boundaries. So, uh, because if I constantly deal with that, I'm going to get to burnout. If I constantly have crazy office hours and I let people just access, excessively, you know, access me, they forget that I'm a human. They forget that I sleep too. I had a night nurse one time um, send me a text message, text message at like three o'clock in the morning. I think I still had the business phone as my personal cell phone. And I was like, you know, I got it at three in the morning. It was probably, I think it's when my daughter was born and I was probably up at three in the morning. So I responded, well, she thought it was okay to always do that. And so I, I didn't respect my boundaries. <laughs> I didn't respect my boundaries. And I sent her a text message back, which was the worst thing. And I shouldn't have done that. And I paid the consequences for that. Um, I also got a personal cell phone. The business line is not my personal line. You cannot reach me if I'm not in the office because that phone stays in the office. <laughs> um, otherwise, it's, you know, there's, you can only do so much. Self-care can come in so many different forms. So we could talk about self-care. Self-care could just be taking time to meditate um, if that works for you. Meditation doesn't work for me. It really doesn't because I can't shut my mind off. Um, taking a bath does not work for me. It doesn't. Baking kind of works for me. It's kind of a therapeutic. I need to be doing something, but I'm not thinking about work. 
Listening to podcast is my self-care. It doesn't have to be physical. It doesn't have to be a bath. It doesn't have to be getting a manicure. It doesn't have to be getting your hair done. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be any of that. If your self-care is going golfing, go golfing once a week. Go golfing on Sundays. Go golfing Monday mornings. Go spend three or four hours doing what you like to do. If that recharges you, put time into that. Designate time for that. Set it in your schedule because if you don't set it in your schedule, you won't do it. You won't. So I think that's all I have about burnout. It is a very real thing. It's very, very real. And it happens to the best of us because we just love our jobs. And no matter how much you love, no matter the, no matter the saying of, you never work a day in the in your life when you're doing what you love, like what you love. It, it that is true, but you can still get burnt out when you love your job. You still can get burnt out. So you have to have some kind of activities that aren't your job. You have to have boundaries. You have to have staff to help you. You really have to realize you're a human, and you need that personal time. You need help. You need to recharge because it, it will happen. It will happen, happen whether you like it or not, either mentally or physically. So, all right, that's it, guys. I hope that you take care of yourself this year. I hope that you separate and designate time to just really reflect on your personal needs and your boundaries and set those boundaries early set them early, set them right now, get a piece of paper out, mark down your bound, like write down your boundaries. What's a pain point for you? Set those boundaries and send out a mass email to all your clients about your boundaries. It doesn't have to be like, here are my boundaries. No, you could say, these are our new office hours. Can you please, you know, respect these office hours or, you know, this is our communication schedules. Please do not message me on Facebook. It's it's super easy. And it you if that makes you nervous, then you need to reevaluate your business because you are a business owner. You are the professional. You are the one in control. So you are able to say yay or nay at any time. Remember that you are in charge. You are the boss. <laughs> uh, take ownership of it. All right, guys. I hope you have a great day. Um, I will talk to you next week. See you later. Do you know another venue owner, event professional, or maybe an entrepreneur that you think will benefit from this podcast? Why don't you share it with them and help me inspire others? Stay informed by following or subscribing to this podcast. You'll be notified each time an episode is posted. You can also follow me for more tips and inspiration on Instagram at Elegantly Unclamorous Podcast or on our website at ElegantlyUnclamorous.com. I'll see you next time.